0: Greetings, uh, Alpha Seekers. Quick kit, Nugent Ventures. This is the Opry Shower Edition. Uh, For those of you who don't speak French, I took a shower today, which I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but with this COVID, that's not part of my daily ritual anymore. But today, I am doing a uh, Zoom lobby. I'm actually going to talk to some Democrats today. State representatives, I believe. So, uh... I figured I'd get cleaned up, you know, I shaved. And it's amazing, I had forgotten that, you know, uh, in fact, if you're depressed, one of the therapies they recommend is to take a shower. They recommend a cold shower, which, you know, that's a little too much to ask for this guy. But um, all of a sudden I got all these ideas, and I thought, well, let's do the opera Shower Edition. And uh, what occurred to me is that, you know, this Olympian who basically took a powder for mental health. I can't, I don't really know her name. I think it's or something. So she decided to compete in the last event, and she won a medal. So what does that tell us? What that tells us is, as Woody Allen said, 90% of life is showing up. You know, you've got to think of life as an ongoing competition and live in the moment, like my old friend Tom Kelly said. And his moment is over, but ours isn't. So, you know, every day you got to wake up, and right now, what's the best play I could make? And make the play. Like, when I was a wrestler, I was a terrible wrestler. But I showed up, and I went out there, and I competed every time. And, you know, there was always, like, at least my senior year, there was a 66% chance that I was going to lose, as it turned out. At one point it was a coin flip but then things got worse and competition got better and I got beat. But, every once in a while I'd win. You know, you never know what's going to happen. The guy could have a heart attack on the mat, you know. So, but what I think we've seen in the Olympics is the one thing, and then also in this tennis thing, uh, where the, the young lady pulled out because she couldn't handle the press conference. You know, you can do what you want, and you may get praised by people who uh, are emos and say, oh, yeah, we have to respect her mental health and all that, but um, you got to play to win. It's like the lottery, right? And if you decide, oh, I'm going to get in my safe space, you're not going to get a medal. But if you get out there, even if you don't feel like you're at whatever your best is in your own mind, at least, if your confidence is, is weak, get out there anyway okay maybe you lose so what but you can't win unless you're in and once you're in you got to win right or try so that's kind of my thought for the day i had some other ones but they come and they go you know so i guess that's sufficient that will suffice for this particular operate shower episode so you know get in there keep your head in the game um, make the best play you can right now. Don't worry about what happened last week or last year or how you screwed something up. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Just be in the moment and make the best play you can today. And that comes to trading, too. You know, past performance is no guarantee of future results. And if you made a bad trade yesterday, that doesn't mean you're going to make one today. On the other hand, if you made a good trade yesterday, that doesn't mean it's going to be a good one today. So just uh, make the best Make the best of the circumstances. Bye-bye. So today's uh, New Gym Ventures podcast is sort of a sermon to an invisible church. Uh, too bad this isn't a video thing because... Um, kind of inspired by my father-in-law, his wife just died, my mother-in-law in effect. Uh, Leah Friday, who was a great person. And, you know, he was so dedicated to her... Uh, I was about to text him and tell him you know, I I aspired to be as good a husband to my wife as you were to yours but he's, you know, German and he probably, I don't know, maybe I'll share that with him but maybe I won't, you know <laughs> they don't take compliments that well not the stereotype but in any event, uh, it occurred to me that uh, when we were kids in Catholic grammar school we would Whatever we did, whatever work we did, we'd put a cross at the top and we'd write the uh, Latin acronym AMDG, which I don't even know if I knew what that was. But I later learned, I forget, I think it's, I'm not sure it's Jesuit or whatever, but it means ad majorum uh, dei Gloria." And butchered Latin. So what it means is for the greater glory of God, right? Well, you don't know what the hell that meant. But now that I'm old and hopefully wise, er, and it's the old sadder, Bud wiser from Mad Magazine, showing the guy with a hangover. But uh, it, uh, you know, when you uh, and many of our listeners, including yours truly, have been sort of weak, weakly faithful, if at all, you know. Uh, But when you sort of dethrone God, you create a power vacuum, right? And who's going to fill that vacuum? Well, in many cases, it's you, you know. If there is no God, then you aspire to be God. And we see that with some of our politicians like, uh, well, I'm not going to mention any (laughs) names. But, you know, Hitler, Stalin, Caesar, uh, you know, there's a hubris that takes over. And, you know, no matter how good you are or how good you think you are, guess what? You are not God. And when you start to play God and become immortal and everything else, and it, you sort of find the meaning of the uh, the parable of Lucifer, the Old Testament, where Lucifer aspires to be God and is cast into the darkness. And then that creates the whole Manichaean uh, good versus evil struggle. And then the other part of the Bible that's pretty meaningful to me now is the Garden of Eden, where the the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, once you stop just doing uh, the will of an uh, Almighty God and start to make your own decisions and get that uh, revered freedom of choice. Well, now you've set yourself up out in the abyss. You have to make a decision about what's good and what's evil. And if you have no reference point, then you may set yourself up as God. And you decide what's good. And you decide what's evil. And that's kind of the downside of the whole um, death. You know, I remember when I was a kid, Time Magazine ran a cover called God is Dead. Is God Dead? They asked it as a question. But was a black cover with a white type, looked kind of like a death certificate or a um, death notice. And he kind of was, uh, for half of society probably, even if they're religious, they still operate on a very secular level. Like a lot of Catholics are pro-choice, which, you know, back in the old days. Um, I guess this, this line of reasoning, I had a debate with a guy on Facebook, and he said he was raised an atheist. And, um, you know, if you didn't question everything, you were considered to be not a critical thinker, not a good person. And I said, well, I was raised a Catholic, and if you question anything, you were a heretic, and you got beat. So we tended not to question things. But, eventually, you know, that human questioning spirit came out, and guys started to ask questions the nuns couldn't answer, so they'd say it's a mystery. And that was their magic out, you know. That was their escape clause. But a lot of the kids I went to school with are are no longer religious. I can tell. Some of them are, and they seem to be the happiest ones, oddly enough. But at least they have the least doubts. Because when you do lose your faith and you go looking for something better, and I looked for ages and I couldn't find anything better, and it led to a lot of despair and you know, anxiety, and uh, I finally decided, you know, this Catholic thing is as good as anything else. I haven't been able to come up with anything myself. (laughs) And I never was under the illusion that I was God. I mean, I never, you know, fortunately things like my golf game and, you know, my career were good uh, humility uh, uh, encouragers. So, I never had that you know hubris thing going uh, If anything i 've got kind of a low self esteem thing which is a I inherit that from both sides of the family i think and with not without good reason so you know but it 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 is interesting I think probably the worst thing that happened to the Western world after the conversion of Rome to Christianity was the schism. Uh, between the eastern and western wings of the Catholic Church into Orthodox and Roman. And then the further schism into all these Protestant sects. And what really prompted me to go on this little tear is uh, the Foo Fighters had some of these nutty Christian extremists show up at one of their concerts and they played some Bee Gees song to mock them. I don't know what Bee Gees song it was. Maybe, you know, how can you... Mend a broken heart I don't know But You know the, When you get these Christian uh, Protestants As we call them In Catholic You know every Anybody can be His own uh, Pope Right Because everybody Supposedly has a direct Relationship with God And they can read the Bible And man If you read the Bible You know Next time you're at a hotel Pull out the old Gideon You can find A lot of weird stuff In the Bible You know and Bible needs a rewrite, and we're available to do that at Terrific Writing, by the way, among other things. But, uh, you know, look at what Jim Jones and, you know, uh, the, more blood has been shed over interpretations of... And then these nuts that go out and tell all the soldiers and the, the, the gays that they're going to burn in hell. I mean, this is not Jesus, you know? Jesus would not have countenanced these things. Jesus was not a hater, you know, whatever you want to call him wasn 't a hater, and uh, a lot of that has all been lost of course the the Roman Catholic Church distorted the teachings of Christ to serve its own purpose too, but at least when you got one holy Roman Catholic Apostolic church, you know you get some Vetting of the positions they come out with before they come out. It's not like anybody can set up a storefront, you know, and tell people to carve X's on their heads and go kill Sharon Tate or whatever. So, anyway, um, I guess that's about it. The power vacuum of atheism is inevitably going to create uh, false gods, as they say in the Bible. And, uh, you know, who's to say? You know, yeah, uh, believing in God is an act of faith, and you—it doesn't lend itself to logic. You can't disprove the existence of God because you can't—you uh, can't prove a negative. That's law school and one-on-one, apparently. But uh, you can't prove the existence of God either, as far as I know. Although people have tried. Yeah, it's You've got a category error when you try to prove it because it is a matter of faith. And one thing about good about an imaginary being that's perfect, I mean, nobody can find any chinks in the armor, right? Unless you measure it by results, like death and disease and all that. But that's pretty easy to work around. Whereas if you have a Trump or a Hitler or a Stalin or, you know, you name it, not to leave the left out, let's say the cult of Bernie Sanders, you know, it's easy to find hypocrisy and holes and, but a, a an incorporeal being does not make mistakes, right? Does not end up like Andrew Cuomo, you know, the the COVID stud who's now like in Cosby territory. The brand has been broken. So anyway, that's it for today. A little Like, way off topic, if you're talking about investments, but I will tell you this, that it has occurred to me that everything is a brand, and God is too, right? So God had a pretty good brand up until, like, the 20th century, and then all the nuns quit and everything else, and this is what you end up with when you have a lack of any moral compass. People do whatever they want. God is worth, you know... I remember Stalin said, how many, how many divisions does the Pope had, have? Well, one God is worth a, a million divisions and a million cops because this invisible eye that keeps an eye on your conscience can keep people on the right path more than a million cops in Chicago. I'll tell you that. Because what it is is a moral sense and a self-discipline uh, factor. A belief. You know, the battle against evil and good and crime is fought between the ears, more so than on the streets. But let's take that back into the economic sphere, which is where this podcast originated. Uh, You have to realize everything's a brand. The US dollar's a brand, and the US dollar is derivative of the United States of America, which is a brand. Chicago is a brand. You're a brand. I'm a brand. You know, it's like, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Dr. Pepper's a brand. Most people can't really do the math in their head to value something, like the dollar. How are you going to value the dollar? You can only value it against other currencies. So it's it's between the ears. It's like, okay, I believe in the dollar, just like I believe in God or don't. When people stop believing in the dollar or the Deutsche Mark or whatever, or the Bitcoin or whatever it is, that's when... Things get to be things when there's blood in the streets, so really, you know any kind of stock or investment or anything really is brand and the the importance of branding is well beyond the concept of, of, of brands and commercial uh, behavior and it, when you went into the generic here in the grocery stores that's when the brand people lost faith in the brand because the underlying quality didn't match up with the premium price of the brand. And that's when you had generics in the grocery stores. That trend's kind of reversed. So now I'm drinking a cup of Starbucks and it's, I'm not going to go buy generic coffee. Of course, I'm sitting here in the Palm building. And again, Listeners, we've got a party for Anya's fiftieth birthday on the twenty-eighth of August at the Palma Building. So if you want to see how the one percent live, you know, don't delay because we ain't gonna be here for long. I'll tell you that. Uh, but it's kind of nice. So if you want to come down and uh, celebrate my wife's birthday, the Big Five O, let me know. Uh, give me a call seven zero eight three three four eight four one four or uh, reach out to uh, Terry Nugent at outlook dot com, which is my email. So happy Saturday! Uh, we may be on the air tomorrow with another exciting episode of the Nugent Ventures podcast. Because uh, the week magazine, I've already got the the digital version, but I like the print. I like print. I'm a 20th century guy in the 21st century. I'm like Buck Rogers. And uh, also the Tribune, which has been better than I expected, you know. So so maybe tomorrow, as the Pretender song goes, I'll be back again someday, though, like Frosty the Snowman. And it could be tomorrow. So check your... Favorite podcast app or whatever you check. I don't know. I don't even know where this thing shows up. If I start doing a better podcast, I may try to market it more widely. But what are the odds of that? Talk to you later. Bye-bye.